second. I think it says action. Oh, yeah, action. Told me you yeah. recorded. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. <laughs> yeah, uh, mate. Thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. That's all right. Not a problem. Um, yeah, when you messaged me, I was like, yeah, why not? Absolutely. No not doing a great deal yeah. else um, on a Saturday afternoon at the minute. So I know, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? We're thinking of um, going to hire those electric scooters tomorrow. Oh, the blue and yellow ones. <laughs> we were walking today to the shop, and we went, "Let's do that." That can't be that difficult to sort out. So we're gonna have a look at it after this. But I'm sure it's. Yeah, I think I think you would have to go through the count. I don't know if it's the council, the city council. Um, but you need to specifically hire them so you actually have insurance to use them, don't you? Yeah, yeah you do. Believe, you, have, so. you have to be over 16 and prove it. Right, okay. So I've seen people kicking off on, like you know, like Spotted, whatever. Yeah. Um, things like that about people being on electric scooters and how you shouldn't, they, debating whether they should be on the roads and stuff. And then I've they're kicking that. off about, oh, why is it all right for the council ones to be allowed and not the others? But... That is the reason. It's there because they are they are insured and they're. Uh, oh, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that was the reason because they're. Yeah, insured. I believe so. Because they're it's essentially in... not uh, in the same sort of class as cars and motorbikes. I think because they're a powered vehicle. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they do zip pass pretty quick. Yeah, careful that you don't lose control. Yeah. I've seen someone uh, ride into a bush on one before so that'll be me tomorrow absolutely ruby yeah. will be like a pro and you'll be there yeah like bambi yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um, but without further ado i'll let you introduce yourself because i don't want to talk for you my name is johnny felstead and i'm a barber and i have been a barber in nottingham city center for a long i always have to think about how long this is when i do it for about 16, 17 years now. Really that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, about that long, yeah. That's so it's, cool. It's a long time now. So, because we started Brick in 2007. Wow. And I'd been working at 28 for a couple of years before that. So. Well, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. A long time. So. Yeah. Um. First question I want to ask you is, if you could tell your past self one yes. piece of advice now, based, if we just preface this a little bit, because you, you're starting your own barbers, aren't you? Yes. So you basically want to let people know that you are going on your own. This is basically the first time it's just been you. Yes, it's always been in a partnership. I've, I've either been self-employed working uh, within another barbershop or... I've been in a partnership with um, other people. Yeah, I had a small percentage in the first shop we did together, and then it was an equal percentage in the second shop we did together. Cool. But this time, yeah, it's just me, which it's is you. quite daunting. Yeah. And exciting. exciting. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of mixed emotions about it. Um, yeah, it's a strange time to be doing it as well, but it's, well, I think starting new business is always going to be a bit of a roller coaster emotions wise yeah with how you're feeling and and what goes on with everything that surrounds starting up your own business really yeah so, what yeah. would you tell your your first you know your your past self what would the one piece of advice you you give to them 
knowing what you know now with everything? As a mix of experience from the the previous partnerships I've been in and then doing this on my own, it's not necessarily to trust everything people say. Okay. Especially if they're people that have an interest in making money right through you or off of you. Um, That's good advice. So I may be putting a lot of myself into um, the partnership before and didn't necessarily get what I felt was an equal reward. Or okay. not necessarily an equal reward, but a just reward for what went into it initially. Sure, so sure. It, everything was based off what money was put in initially, not the work right. and, the, and any debt that was accrued to be able to get the business going kind of thing yeah on a, on a from a personal level yeah um so i felt a, a, possibly a little bit short changed out of that first one okay that we did um and then more with the setting up on my own there's been a couple of things where i've taken someone's word for something and okay. i should have double checked it myself beforehand right. Trust, trust um, is a little bit of a theme. Maybe is that fair to say? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just, just, yeah, to to an extent. Because yeah. like when I took the um, premises on that I'm in now, it there was supposed to be white boxed, ready to for me just to start the fit out. Okay. And unfortunately, there were still issues that hadn't been dealt with properly. Right. On the premises that then slowed down the work that i could do right so that's, things like that so uh, but i i trusted the person who told me the work had been finished and it was completed and it was ready to be taken over right because i couldn't on the day that i signed the lease i couldn't get the keys to have a look at the property prior to that oh. so i took their word that it had been completed and it was up to standard and it wasn't. And then there were some issues once yeah. I finally got the keys and went and had a look for myself. But yeah. by that point, it's too late. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'd also probably say treat it. Because we, we were sort of, I guess we've been lucky with the previous two leases we'd taken on where there was nothing, no major issues with the, the shops themselves. Mm. But I'd probably say to make sure, as a novice, I didn't think about doing it, but to make sure you get like a survey done on the property as well right right because Which is a cost, isn't it yeah it's another cost um but it's probably not a massive cost that could potentially it because depending on the results of a survey it could change it's like buying a house it could change yeah. your opinion as to whether you actually want to go through with it That's or at true. least better prepare you for any issues that might arise once you're taking it on so that's good in, advice man in hindsight that would have been a good thing to have done um so yeah being being at my first rodeo on my own so i just wasn't going into it so blind as to the condition of the property i suppose yeah that makes so, sense good advice yeah. so a little bit of little bit of don't always take people on face value without doing your own research and you're all, i mean obviously you're you're still i mean what you're 16 years doing what you're doing and you're still going to find things that are going to trip you up a little bit because that's life isn't it yeah every day's a school day isn't it like yeah i've never professed to know everything about anything 
although we had um I was involved in in brick for a long time it wasn't it didn't teach me everything I need to know about opening my own shop or running right, a business right, right. um yeah. so like I say until sometimes if if no one teaches you something until you live through it yourself you don't have that learning experience to yeah to absolutely grow from it really and to learn from it so you've got to make your mistakes before you can improve on them or not make them a second time round. Well, absolutely. <laughs> or make them a second time round and then try not to make them a third time round. It's, it depends. <laughs> yeah. It depends what you like, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you do make these mistakes. I mean, I yeah, it, it does happen. And I'm a, I'm a, I found out I learn far better from making those mistakes myself than somebody telling me. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I'll make that mistake and I'll and and that'll trigger the memory that somebody's already warned me about this and I'm like, "Ah, yeah, that's why they warned me." Done. Yeah, if only I <laughs> only that I'd I'd actually in. listen to somebody. <laughs> no, absolutely. But oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. My internal monologue can take over next time <laughs> now I've learned from it myself. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely so my next this leads me to my next question yes um, you've recently started from scratch with your own business and that's actually what i'm going to call this this podcast is going to i'm calling it starting from scratch with john okay. that's cool. all right with you yeah it's fine absolutely fine, mate. Yeah. fine. um have, i mean obviously you you've you've almost alluded to this a little bit but have, have there been any challenges that you didn't expect that you from from working in a partnership in the same industry to going it alone, have there been anything you didn't expect to happen, and and if they've happened, how have you how, how have you overcame them? Have you overcome them? Sorry. Um, the I suppose uh, again, I keep relating things to to buying a house, but the 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 from the process of putting the bid in for the lease right. to actually signing for it was a long time. Right, a long long time. It was right. like six months or more wow, and okay. it just dragged and it dragged and going through different getting the searches done and then trying to get things back off solicitors and information that my solicitor would then be happy with to be able to proceed and things like that just took a lot longer than I was expecting it to and I right. don't even know if I can put it down to COVID being a problem oh really because I don't think so, but whether whether it slowed up the processes a bit, but yeah. you always find seem to find that you always you always want solicitors to do things a lot quicker than they actually do them. Yeah. Um, is pretty much everybody's experience of solicitors that I've spoken to, and it's nothing against solicitors because they're just doing their job. Um, yeah. Busy. And I, I can only assume that if there was a quicker way of doing it, then somebody would have set up a solicitors that. Wow. Would promise to get your searches and your house moved, turned around in a very short space of time. I can't remember the searches taking an an, a, an amazing amount of time to come back, but it was more, it was more just the to and fro and and mm. things. I'd say I wasn't fussed about, but the solicitors would be insisting that needed to they needed the information on and so okay. like something little like underneath the shop, not it's Nottingham, so there's yeah. there's some caves. Yeah, which so, is amazing the land registry part for mining said it had been mined for sandstone and and whatever i'm like yeah of course it has it's nottingham like (laughs) they've got caves under pretty much most of it and that's why it's got that on the search report like you don't need to worry about that it's fine 
I've been down there. Oh, they, Don't worry about it. They were but he, about he want, they, they've got I's they need to dot and T's they need to cross. Uh, okay. and it's just like, I'm trying to tell him not to worry about the mining aspect of it. And yeah, but I suppose challenges wise, it's there's been more sort of stumbling blocks and obstacles rather than challenges to overcome as such. It's, okay. it's more been when like you'd line if you line up a tradesperson and then they've been told to self-isolate or right they actually get covid yeah and then you've got to wait for them to recover from covid or to finish self-isolating and right right and that happened to you i'm assuming by the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so unfortunately thankfully the person who caught covid is is fine now Good. but yeah so that coupled with the the place not being quite as ready as I expected it to be has just has made things take a little bit longer than I wanted to to be able to get them sorted out. But sure. but yeah, so we get we're getting there as such. And then the other, other challenges is just I suppose just things that I've not been too sure about that I've had to go away and try and do some learning on okay. and figure out how to um, how to do those things. So because I'm setting up it's, it's a barber's and a coffee shop. Yeah. So, and I don't really have any experience. Well, I say I don't really have any. I have no experience at all of running a coffee shop. So, I've just been sort of leaning on a few friends for advice that work at places or uh, have yeah experience in those uh, sectors, and ju and just trying to do a bit of research myself and try and figure things out, and just sort of pray that I've done everything I need to do to be able to to at least open successfully and be allowed to open yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Thing. That's it. Um, that's interesting, actually. So you're opening this coffee shop along next to your uh, barbers in the same building, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And is that something that you have always wanted to do? Or is it something that you feel like you need to do? Because that's the market now. Yeah, it's not market led. I was doing this <laughs> before the the madness of this past year or so okay it was always in my head that i'd like to do something like this cool because cool. i mean you're a customer of mine you've seen my you've seen how many coffee cups i can rack up yeah like, it's so oh. much easier if i can just have it on tap rather Absolutely. than have to uh walk around the corner to go and fetch one but um <laughs> but not just that i mean i i do think the two can hopefully work in tandem with each other yes and go hand in oh, hand absolutely. so because we work off appointments there's not really a lot of waiting around but mm. if someone's coming in on their lunch break then at least if we just because to start with it'll just be coffee and sweet mm. things but if we do go into doing savory food at a long a later date then mm. if they are coming in on their lunch break they know they can grab a bite to eat That's while they're true. here yeah um it makes but sense also, oh, but also you can just grab something to drink and and eat if you if you fancy it and yeah it can also be a because barbershops I, I suppose that's going to be a little bit difficult in this current climate, but barbershops have long been a place to sort of relax and hang out and uh, have a, a nice sort of show, social sort of feel into it. Nice, nice. And I think a coffee shop can lend itself to that as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I'm hoping the two will work oh, they quite should, nicely together. They, have, they so, absolutely will. I, I, yeah. And obviously no one else has seen the building, but I have how it works it's a really nice layout you've got the coffee shop on one side and the barbers on the other and it works really well 
Yeah, that's it. It keeps it keeps the two separate enough that no one's going to end up with a hairy coffee. Because <laughs> yeah. um, no one wants a hairy coffee. It's bad enough having a hairy neck after a haircut, yeah. let alone having a hairy coffee. Absolutely. Um, but we will be doing tea as well for the tea drinkers out there. Amazing. <laughs> Alternative milk. So, so yeah, and then there is that room in the back that is as yet undecided as to what it's going to be, really. Okay. So whether that be a pop-up space so for pop-up shops or yeah, nice. like exhibition space or anything like that cool um so i don't know like if you fancy doing a photography exhibition always for um, want to see my work always well yeah for your work as well but also the photo workshop as well oh to be fair yeah. that would that would be amazing actually yeah I was if only you wanted to work, but yeah well, I mean, obviously, you're welcome to do it for your work as well. But for, right. for the photo workshop, even oh, even just even if it was a really short thing, and it was just for the students to be able to come and see their work up somewhere and analyze it from a different perspective, yeah, from each other's perspectives as well, because it could all be laid out and that would be, be a really good, I mean, that would be a really great idea as well to have kind of like an, an evening to also kind of introduce people to your to your barbers too because you... well foot traffic is never a bad thing no isn't it so, right? so yeah that's at the minute that's probably the idea with that space because just want to make it clean and tidy and usable and yeah. then um longer term ideally i'd expand the barber shop into there or the okay. coffee shop more seating for that but i don't know which direction that's going to go in yet and i am hoping i because Barbering is my is is what I do, and it's my it's the passion I have. So mm. I would like to be able to expand the barbershop into there. Okay. Term if if um, if the demand is there. Yeah. Um, and if not, I might think of a better idea in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> well, amazing. That's nice. Who knows? not that option, right? Who knows? Yeah, my brother keeps pestering me to put a uh, production studio in there, but of course he wants that in the safe room, and I don't really. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave, I'll, uh, I'll leave yeah, that yeah that's earmarked for a staff room at the time be for the time being so absolutely that space isn't available so fair enough fair, you, yeah. your staff do need somewhere to break out and and yeah thankfully they'll have the coffee shop if they want to go and sit in or there'll oh, be a bit of space and but yeah they need somewhere to be able to put their things and it's got it's got some slate shelves in there as well which are just i can't even i can't imagine trying to take those out of there because yeah. they're so heavy and so they'll, it'll make good use of the storage in there i suppose amazing, so. amazing. that's cool man yeah. that's exciting so you're opening as soon as you can not quite, not quite. um i'm going for the 13th of april okay. rather than the 12th cool. um because traditionally i've always had mondays off right and um it's i don't want to break the habit of a lifetime so Tuesday works for me, but also I do like the number 13. So okay. I was born on Friday the 13th. So cool. I thought, what's another day? Like people have waited this long for a haircut. What's another day until I can actually open? So, and then I get to be born on the 13th and so does Cube. So amazing. That's how I'm going. That's, that's the way I'm going to look at it. I've also got my second COVID jab. Oh, amazing. That's fantastic. Which, you, you might Which want is fantastic, and I can't wait. So, because obviously, having as much protection as I can against 
the uh, against COVID won't do me any harm with how many people I'm going to come into contact with on a daily basis. Absolutely. Um, but I'm, I was lucky enough to get it as early as I did because yeah. of caring for my daughter who's got a disability. Yeah. So, but that's at 5.25 at Derby Arena. So I'm going to, it'll be like a really short 12 till 4. Yeah. That's my opening day. Oh, ease awesome. myself back into it and then give myself enough time to, to drive back over to, to home, grab the wife and bring, take her with me because we've both got, both got our jabs at the same time. So... That's nice that you've been able to get yourself sorted, though. That's cool. Yeah, it doesn't do any. It really doesn't do any harm. I mean, thankfully, both of us only all we had was a sore arm afterwards. Yeah. So we've not had any side effects or anything like that. So that's Absolutely. been really. It's been really straightforward in that respect. Yeah. And I think so I have the flu jab every year, and it did, my arm didn't even ache as much as when I get the flu jab. Oh, that's good. So, so yeah, uh, from that side of thing i've got no problems about having the second job i just can't wait and know that because it's not only just about me as well it'll, i'll with the um vaccinations reducing the risk of transmission as well it means my customers will be safer so it's yeah. not just yeah that point. It, it's it's a real added bonus that is because although we'll still be taking the the ppe guidelines as they are until we're told differently mm -hmm. but it will also just mean that the risk of transmission will be cut between me and my customers so right so that's good if i if i were to get it that is so yeah absolutely so it's an added added bonus definitely well that's positive news and that's great news so i've just checked and i've got a cat who's walking around trying to see what she can get so she might she might come in front of the screen that's all right i'll say hello he's uh yeah here she comes no oh i don't know anyway mate so Question three, bit of a curveball. If you weren't a barber, yeah, what would you do as a career, and would you and would you still want to run your own business doing it? Well, I was I was having a I was trying to have a think about this, and I started barbering. Well, I say started barbering. I started working as a junior in a barber shop when I was thirteen. Really? Yeah. So That's I got amazing. fed up with my I got fed up with my paper round because it was <laughs> one of the it was it was um, it was one of the free papers in Long Eaton. And you'd have to fold an ungodly amount of leaflets into the paper and then go and deliver them in all weathers. And it just wasn't much fun. And it uh, isn't. Got about £12 pound a week for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it was slave labour, isn't it? Well, not, slave labour is a bit ex <laughs> uh, excessive, but child child exploitation yeah. uh, <laughs> to some yeah. extent, I'd say. And so I went and took my CV to all my local businesses. And the first one to offer me an interview was my where I got my hair cut. Okay. And shortly after that they offered me a job so Amazing. and i used to go i started off just a saturday job and then yeah. i started going as i got to 14 i started going after school as well wow um so i'd end up wearing what i wanted to wear to work to school but just making sure it was in the school colors um so trying to sort of bend the rules and just about get away with them because thankfully i was uh, enough of a goody two shoes at school to <laughs> get their teachers to sort of uh, not worry about it too much. But yeah, in that respect, so I, like, I did business studies. Um, the okay. year I did it was the first year our school offered a GMVQ in business studies. But it's hard to say because I know I've never had, other than working in a nightclub, so I had a second job when I was um, a junior barber. 
I've never really had experience of working in another industry or career. Okay. So I can't so, really say. Like, being was... through what um, my daughter's been through, the <laughs> the nurses used to to joke that it'd be really good if um, I wanted to come and work with them because wow. they were like, "Yeah, we've not got enough male nurses, and you seem to sort of know what we're talking about." So. Why don't you just come and be a nurse now? <laughs> I was like, well, I kind of really enjoy my job. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, like it was interesting at the time because it was, it was, um, it was totally different to what obviously I do as a barber and it was using a different part of my brain and it was learning about things that I'd never learned before. And it, it has, it, it has been quite an interesting experience at the same time as everything else that's come with it. So yeah, yeah potentially. I could possibly have seen myself being like a NICU nurse or a doctor had I started early enough and gone down that career path. Then yeah. That would be one of those things where I was just like, yeah, that could have been cool. But at one point in the in the NICU at QMC, because we were there every day, we got given a photo card wow. to swipe ourselves. Well, not a photo card, but uh, like a swipe card to let yeah. ourselves into the building. And I used to just clip it on my on the belt loop of my jeans. Yeah. The amount of people that thought I'll work there sometimes was just like that's amazing. So, um, yeah, I used to be called Dr. Johnny, but Dr. Johnny. yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to say what would my career have been. But okay. I do think, in some way, shape, or form, I could potentially have ended up running my own business. Yeah, because yeah. bus- business was something I was always interested in from a very early age. Yeah, um, probably I think it worked alongside Barbara at the time because. When I was 13, it came to choosing my choices at GCSE and I started working as a barber and I was thinking, oh, all the barbers where I work are all self-employed, so it probably wouldn't do any harm if I did a business degree. Yeah. Sorry, if I did a business course and then my school offered one, so I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then, so yeah, I probably would have ended up running my own business in some way, shape or form, yeah. It's the future, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not for everybody. No, it's not, no. But the point of this is to try and kind of give people hope or at least encouragement if they want to do it. Like there's, there's so much joy for me out of working for myself. I mean, this year, we'll just put a little pin in this year or even like the year that we've had. I mean, oh, yeah. it's been two years now, but just put a little pin in that. And uh, like the, the, the fulfillment for working for yourself is, well, you know, man, it's amazing yeah yeah i do i do really enjoy being my own boss and it's gonna yeah it's gonna be another sort of different level to a degree now being literally not having anybody else to answer to so i've been able to make all the decisions myself yeah yeah which has been really nice um but i'm sure because because running the coffee shop is going to be a sort of different way of running a business as well and we didn't technically well we had apprentices before but never really employed staff so okay learning to employ staff and how to manage staff will be another challenge that i'll have to learn from and and, and grow with and overcome and hopefully i'll be a good boss to those staff that i do employ but that's gonna sure have will, its man. own highs and lows i'll say i reckon yeah absolutely so, but i mean You've got a little bit of experience, at least with um, 
when you worked at Brick, you, you, you did manage a team to a point, didn't you? Yeah. I, I know they were self-employed, but, you know. Yeah, you have to manage expectations and, and things like that. So, yeah, so it won't do any harm to have had that. But I think the seeds were planted early enough with me doing that course at school. That's cool, that man. I probably would have wanted to do something for myself, yeah, still. Absolutely. So, that kind of... Uh, well, before I go on to the next question, I guess what what I would say to you then is, because obviously our, our businesses are very different, but there's a lot... There's a lot of things that when you run your own business and you work for yourself, there's a lot of things that you you, you have kind of crossover with, like you've got to sort your own taxes out, you've got to pay the tax man, you've got to, you've basically got to manage a lot of the back end stuff. Similarly, what I do is probably similar to what you do in that sense. Is there any advice that you would give to somebody who who is new to all this that you could be like, that's, that's, not necessarily barber related, but is kind of business related that really, really helps you on a day-to-day -day basis. A good accountant is definitely worth picking their, paying, paying someone to pick their brains. Right. When I was a sole trader yeah, and I was a self-employed barber, yeah. I used to manage everything myself. I used to, I didn't have an accountant. I didn't have anything. I just did a profit and loss right. um, system and put my expenses through and yeah yeah um took that off then my profit and pay my tax on that as you should well yeah. i there were maybe a few things that i didn't put through as expenses so i didn't realize you could or yeah yeah there were things that maybe i put through one year and then someone was like oh i don't know whether you can really put that through as expenses or whatever okay. um because there are some gray areas with uniform yeah. and things like that when you're uh, when you're wearing your own clothes to work technically you don't want to wear it you don't necessarily want to wear them outside of work because they're just full of hair so you do you have you have some stuff that's for best and then you have stuff that's for work so yeah yeah that technically for in my head is uniform because i wouldn't then want to wear it other times but then they say uniform should be branded and this, oh, okay. that and the other so that's interesting but, but again it's uh, it's debatable and yeah whether they'd actually pick you up on it if you went look i only ever wear it do you want to see which hairs in the pocket of these jeans yeah yeah like, you don't want to take that you don't want to go and pay for something and then give somebody a load of hair with their change so yeah that's uh, a fair that's, that's a good good point do you, as far as i understood it and again my accountant would probably stand on here or be on here and be like no dan that's not what we do <laughs> i don't know but as far as i understood that you do have a certain amount that you can put towards workwear again that's I'm it, not, and I'm I'm not entirely sure whether workwear is supposed to be branded workwear, yeah, okay, or whether <laughs> it can be whatever workwear. So, um, but then from a from a limited company point of view, which is where we what we set up with Brick and and what I've set up now, it's okay. It's definitely worth taking some professional advice on how to structure things yeah. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and best way to to do your accounts for, for in that respect because there's I've, I've got i'm gonna have to learn exactly what things that i should be charging vat for and shouldn't be yeah. charging vat for in the coffee shop as well because everything with the barbers is is just straightforward it's if you if you've that registered you, it's 20 percent yeah across the board for products and haircuts and everything else but right. with the coffee shop it it depends what you sell okay food wise and it depends if it's hot or cold 
yeah, um, yeah. or well no if it's been like cooked to order or whether it's something's oh, been cooked okay. and then has cooled down and doesn't need heating up but then like i think biscuits are a different level of tax to a biscuit that's got chocolate on it right and wow just little things like that that yeah someone else can advise you on that yeah you probably find out yourself but also when you take that professional advice there are there's always going to be something that you hadn't thought about oh god that's absolutely. useful um so and there's different differing levels of help you can get from an accountant as well you could just get some initial advice or yes you can yeah. get monthly advice and you can get like full reviews every year or whatever that they'll go into real depth of your accounts and and Definitely. pick it apart and try and, and figure out where you're going wrong or where you could improve. So, yeah, it's definitely worthwhile. Absolutely. That's good advice, man. Really good advice. I wish I'd done that sooner. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. Right. It's the kind of thing that I wish when I started out, I was quite bullish and quite, uh, I, I got this. It's fine. I can read up yeah. on all this. And then when it came to it, it just became overwhelming. And it became like, like you said, there's certain things that you like you wouldn't you wouldn't know what you can and can't claim for really yeah. and you seek that advice i mean you can find out excuse me my chair just flipped you can yeah. find out but at the same time when you're trying to run other things it getting an accountant makes so much yeah work. it can be too distracting so yeah you've got a lot of other things to concentrate on when you're running a business and Absolutely. you don't really want the headache of of trying to spend a lot of time and energy into figuring out the best way to do your taxes. No, completely. And you know, so these people are trained and they're smart and you know, it's, it's good. It's good for you. It's good for them. It keeps the economy going. You know? yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, so that's gonna, I'm going to move on a little bit. We spoke a little bit about COVID and, and, mm. and the impacts. Um, I didn't, I don't want to go too deep into it. Not because I don't think it's important. I do. Uh, I mean, it's just. But you don't want it to be the whole topic of the. Yeah, like we've been talking about the. No, it's, it's, it's a hard it's one. It's not called the COVID. Start it's, from scratch. It's, it's not start from scratch. Where do we go from here with COVID? Yeah. Like, because COVID itself has become a bit divisive for quite a few people, and that that's not what I, I want to be about. Like, yeah, it's very similar. Uh, it's one of those marmite topics, isn't it? And yeah, and it can go either way when you start talking to someone about it. It can, it uh, can, and ultimately, as you're safe, touch wood, I'm safe at the moment. Mm. We're doing all we're doing all we can from our business point of view. Um, I don't know from my point of view when it comes to the business. Uh, I, I can only work weddings when yeah. I'm allowed to work weddings, and I've just got basically until that day happens. I've, I can't really do anything about it. I've just no. got to sit tight and wait until it happens. Um, yeah. But I, I can't wait to get back out there. I'm not going to lie. Um, no, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I had a few last year. It was amazing. Um, like just the real the thing for me. I mean, I'm not going to go on about it because it's not. But the thing for me that, that the one the people that chose to get married, if they could, like if they're in a situation where they were lucky enough, where they're like, right, you know what, we're going to do the ceremony. We can't have as many people as we, as we want, but we're just going to do it. Damn the restrictions and all that lot. Like obviously that's not for everybody and there's no judgment at all. No. But the, the beautiful thing was the magic was still there. Yeah. Like you've, you've got married, you've been to weddings, you know what that's like. You, yeah, you of know course. that feeling, right? 
that's still there and that was like that's amazing that was the best thing for me that must have been so nice to see to yeah because uh, the change in going from a wedding of 85 to 100 <laughs> to 15 that's nonsense is it's going to be incredibly different but to know that that feeling is still there yes and that's Absolutely. probably i suppose part of that could be why those people chose to still get married well you you because hope so, they it's it's one of them and you get you getting married you believe for a reason because you yeah. love that the person that you're marrying and you want to be with them yeah. for the rest of your life so yeah it's good that that feeling was still still, still came across still portrayed yeah. even with so few people there and it, i suppose it's it's one of them isn't it it's grand big weddings are great but they it's are. not really what it's about it's yeah. about joining two people yeah together yeah. it so. is i mean there, there's definitely a, a like you and i have both had big weddings right and we're lucky enough to have had that right yeah. let's let's it's a weird thing to say that but we are but and there is a difference between the having the 15 people uh with so the ceremony itself i suppose magic of that is still there but then not being able to then spend the rest of your day with all of your friends and all that stuff that that's missing yeah that's sad and that i can't wait for people to be able to experience that again i suppose it's um a little bit similar to bars and nightclubs yeah like absolutely. you get crammed into a bar in a nightclub or you get once people have had a few drinks it's inevitable that their inhibitions go and they start like people that wouldn't hug you pre-covid would be hugging you and telling you how much they live love you after 10 pints wouldn't they yeah I've, so... that's who, that's who I am, right? <laughs> you saw my post on facebook the other... <laughs> yeah you saw my post on facebook the other night I, i'd had a drink so i told everyone i loved them like i'm you put a drink in me and i'm i'm too touchy feet, not too touchy feet. I'm gonna put that out. Careful <laughs> <laughs> how you're portraying yourself, mate. Uh, Florence's godparents have literally celebrated their first wedding anniversary today. Oh wow! So they they they, they, did they have their wedding. Got yeah, it just before. Oh my like, god! If it had been a week or two later, yeah. There and they had the big standard, <gasps> the standard wedding, like one of the last ones before all the restrictions came in. So they were a, a swan cop oh wow so and i'm sure you've been there numerous yeah. times now so and yeah it was just like a normal wedding but there was still that yeah sort of hanging over it like yeah if this was a week or two later like we couldn't have had this or yeah they, they were really lucky to but now obviously they're celebrating the first wedding anniversary by putting up a pop-up tent and a film projector in the garden that's cute so they can watch films together outside and get a takeaway pizza from yeah. a place in Derby called Honest Pizzas, which do like absolutely enormous, That's really amazing. nice pizzas, but they've still managed to try and just make the most of what they can do now to celebrate it. But yeah, they were really lucky to get their wedding crazy, isn't it? in in time. So it is crazy. Without you think about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I shot my last full wedding in February. Yeah. 22nd of February and um, that's not when you think about it that's it is isn't it craziness right let's move on Give, next question let's yes give me a positive covid take time spent with my family has been yes. incredible so my daughter's three and a half now 
She really and getting that time with her when she's so young. Yeah, it's been incredible, and, and the time with my wife as well has been nice to spend more time with her because it, it's hard when you when you're working five days a week and then you want to try and do something for yourself as well. And of course, you you do sometimes you you do you are really limited with the quality time that you can get to spend together. So that that has been really nice. Um, we've probably only wanted to kill each other like a couple of times. So. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, I reckon. <laughs> um, That's good, man. No, yeah, just the time to reflect and the time to maybe try and to plan. And the the good, I say the good thing about lockdown is the good thing about being ready to open the shop after this lockdown mm. will be that it will be like Christmas all over again because everybody's going to be desperate for a haircut. Yes. And That's a good point. And it's, hope, it's, it's trying to make that turn into not just a quick blast of say a month of being mega busy mm. and then having a month of not really doing a lot because everybody's had their air cut so it's trying to spread that out and get people to rebook and get people back into their old routines because i was really busy before yeah and just trying to get everyone back into those old routines if those routines haven't been broken yeah it'll be interesting to see what the city center's like and when it's going to fully yeah back into its element because with offices and shops and such not necessarily having so many staff in and things like that it will be it will be interesting but yeah there, there are there are some positives to take out of this whole experience i just can't wait to catch up with everybody i really can't yeah. it it was bad enough having to stop working at the start of the year because i'd left where i was working yeah. and i needed to take a little bit of a break and reevaluate everything and and then i started going out and because it was doing it sort of like doing a few again didn't even last long i managed to go out and, and do anything because everything by the time i was ready to go again everything got shut down and, yeah but then i started to get to catch up with everybody and it'd been ages it felt like ages even then and yeah. i was and it was good to see everybody but now it, it's been far too long and it would just be really nice to because it is it is a really social job and and you love listening to people and you love talking to people and i just can't wait to get back to that really it so, will happen man it will I, yeah I, yeah i've got every every hope that it will i just yeah i'm just really looking forward to it as yeah. i'm sure you are for weddings to get back to some oh. normality so you can get back to what you love i can't it's, wait it's, I completely it's, it's a bit like a piece of you is missing isn't it at the yeah. moment yeah and back yeah so i did some did some virtual training the other week um uh, just or a couple of us were watching this stuff online uh and we were messaging each other going oh my god this has reminded us what we love to do yeah. we can't do it and it's yeah you, you get stuck in your own routine in your new life and things that you're doing and then when you you actually think about what you what you did and what you were able to do and the things that you saw and you're like yeah yeah <laughs> oh. I want that back. back. You know, and then, then <laughs> exactly. And then there's you know, there's there's the obvious frustration where you're like, well, you know, I you've got to just carry on until you can and yeah. It's hard, man. But that's cool, that's exciting for you. That's good. Yeah, uh I I obviously hope that this will to some small extent, however I don't know how many people watch it, but to some small <laughs> extent this makes people decide to check you out what so i will ask you about the new shop uh and i could do it now if you want uh yeah if you want to yeah 
the last question. Yeah, let me ask you that, like, because obviously time, I'm con concerned a little bit about time. Before I do, though, the last question, quickly. Yes. Um, I am going to reword it a little bit because we spoke a little bit about, about this. Um, okay. Doubts. Do you have any doubts about working for yourself and 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 who you are and, and like just kind of how would how have you been able to tackle having the obvious doubts that come with working for yourself and working with other people and, and all that kind of stuff? Obviously, a bit different to me and you. What what goes? What yeah, I mean, I mean, when I was thinking about it, as it's, I've always felt like I was my own worst a bit of a perfectionist so yeah. you're always sort of analyzing what you do to a certain extent and yes and like years ago we never used to take pictures of our own haircuts and things like that and okay you never had a reference point so i suppose you didn't feel it much but <laughs> you'd it, even back then like if i cut your hair last thing and then we went out for a beer afterwards the, you sat across the table going, Johnny, stop looking at my hair. Johnny, please stop looking at my hair. We're like, oh, yeah, I just thought maybe I could do that. That a little bit different. Or... So it just things like that. And it's so hard as, as a barber or a hairdresser to, to to walk away from it and then not want to analyse it again yourself, I suppose. That's... Especially when it's sat across the table from you. Yeah. <laughs> An that... hour or two having a few drinks. I can imagine, mate, that sounds very similar to how i am with photos so yeah i can imagine if like you get you 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 think like this shot's like uh, the, the altar or whatever and you, yeah. you've taken a shot and you, yeah. and then you have to move on to your next shot and you're like yeah that was a great shot i wasn't about that and then you get it back into the editing suite and you're like oh could have been like a foot to the left yeah and that would have been yeah even yeah. better but it's it's that kind of thing like, yeah yeah but, there's a lot of self critique and yeah, i think and then that, it can... oh, God, sorry. no no i was gonna say that for me and i i think probably fair that's so important to, to grow in yeah it helps you learn yeah. um and and try and refine your skills in respect so the the reference points are really good so having been able to now having cameras on our phones all the time and everything. Yeah. you can take pictures of haircuts and yeah. sometimes the pictures it can be it can be hard because you'll you'll start comparing yourself to your peers or to your colleagues at work and mm. really the thing that matters most is that your customer's happy and your yeah. customer comes back and yeah. becomes in time a friend and yeah. is a customer for as long as is possible but you can't help but compare yourself to your colleagues work and then your peers yeah. work but then at the same time this whole social media thing can get a little bit dangerous because this thing there's you're looking at other people's work and sometimes it's not real like yeah. it will be edited to a point yeah. where it's just not a real reflection of that person's skill, but it's more a reflection of how they've then been able to edit the photo afterwards or, yeah. or yeah. they've used yeah. such strong lighting or that if you were to see the haircut in the flesh, it'd look totally different because if the lighting's that strong on a yeah. fade or something, it can erase, it can, it can do things to an image Yes, that you wouldn't 
that would make it look totally different to if it were just in natural light. Okay. Stood in yeah. front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can change the image to that degree, and you've got to be careful not to. Yes, sort of looking at things and wanting to better yourself is fine, but it, you've got to be careful not to get caught up in that sort of yeah, level of self-doubt where you just don't believe that you're good enough to do something because yeah. you think everybody else is better. And it's, yes, like I said, the most important thing is that your customer is happy and that your customer comes back because then you know you've done a good job and they've been happy with the haircut. Yeah, if it yeah. wasn't perfect, it doesn't matter because they're happy yeah come back for another haircut yeah and like there's this there's a saying where 90 percent of being a good barber is about being a people person yes and getting those people to like you and to come back and want to come get a haircut by you yeah. and that 10 percent is the skill of getting that haircut right that for makes... them it, like i said it doesn't even need to be a perfect haircut but there's been a, there's a lot of pressure to make this picture perfect haircut now for oh, social laugh. media purposes yeah but you can you can lose sight on what matters and that's what the that's the customers that are walking through your door not everybody <laughs> else on social media and but and then yeah on, completely in another way like there's always going to be a level of self-doubt when you do it when you your own boss and yeah you're running a business yourself because there's the, the pressures to make everything work financially and if you're if if other people rely on you to to make the money to pay bills or or even if you split the bills yourselves and then you, you know you're not gonna have as much money because you've not been in as much money or yeah man if, if you if you're doing something big and then you're like you like starting this new shop i everything's gone into it my whole say everything i've got is wow. going into this and this, yeah. if this doesn't work it will it will be tough no i i i fully believe it will but i understand but there's yeah. a, there's a lot riding on it of course and of course. you're always going to have though you're always going to go to sleep one night and you're like i can't sleep because i just can't think yeah. I, i've got to do this i've got to do that i've got to do the other and what if it doesn't work and uh, oh god yeah. <laughs> I go bankrupt or and mate it's, it's, a, it's, a natural, it's a natural feeling to feel like that and yeah. but it it's hard it, you do have to try and bring yourself out of that and remind yourself of why you do something and and what really matters and and remind yourself that if you weren't any good at something and the people wouldn't come back no people wouldn't keep wanting to get their hair cut by you um people wouldn't tell you either like you know I'm sure whether if I haven't, then I should have done, but I'm sure I've told you in the past how great you are at cutting hair, right? So yeah. people yeah, I mean, wouldn't say that if they didn't mean it, right? Exactly. And that's what you've got to cling on to in those situations. If you do have that sort of self-doubt, you've got to remind yourself how other people see you yes. sometimes and, and the words that they say to you and the kindness that they can, uh, can give you and the confidence boosts in that respect, I reckon. So. Yeah, completely. Because the, the the worst critic, the worst critic I have is myself. The worst doubt, the doubter I have about what I'm doing is myself. And it's it's always it's niggling. And it's one of the reasons why I asked you about it in the first place when I was talking to you earlier is because I feel it interests me quite a lot. Because in in the wedding industry, they talk a lot about something called imposter syndrome, which is you weren't sure what that meant, and that's fair enough. And 
I, that made me laugh a little bit because I was like, it's something that I've been told about in the industry, yeah. like a buzzword, like a keyword, like a a thing, and it 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 almost like it's a term that covers many ills about uh, what is essentially self doubt and self worth, and when you're working for yourself and you're doing something that is, I mean, maybe the heightened experience of having to shoot somebody's wedding and 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 the this the social kind of uh pressure of getting all those things right and making sure that you're doing things right and, and not letting your customers down yeah yeah is is probably not going to be there for a barber in the same intense acute way on a on a job by job basis where but the, the the reality of, of of what that actually still is is the same. If that makes sense. So you know what I mean? Is, am, am I making? Yeah, I um. Am I making I've sense? Heard the term before. Oh, okay. I wasn't Sorry. familiar with what exactly what it meant. So yeah, that's fine. I um, I probably I have it wrong see, anyway. I can yeah. see how it would it could relate to um barbering it, it yeah. can relate to a lot of things in life i absolutely. guess absolutely um but yeah you're the the sort of level that you work at on a job by job basis your idea is to get married once yes and it's yeah. meant to be such a massive part of your life and it's it's months and months and months in the planning and and for the big weddings it can be, mean a lot of financial commitment and you yeah. want you want it to be right want it perfect yeah, yeah, yeah when something's built up to that extent and it yeah. is like you do want it to be perfect and you want your photos to be perfect and mm. if <laughs> I could only... <laughs> you know. obviously you, you you photographed our wedding and yeah, did. we were unbelievably happy with the results but oh, bless I, you. I couldn't I would not want to deal with my wife's wrath if that was wrong. Jesus, like, me neither. No, she's I'm bad joking, enough I'm on joking. a day-to-day -day basis, but if you'd have if you'd have ruined her wedding Stop. photos, <laughs> hey. your life wouldn't have been worth living, mate. But that's the pressure you're working with so, on a yeah. job basis, isn't it? So that's, yeah, that's I mean, I, what, yeah, it is. But then at the same time, I don't want to. I'm I'm not sitting here saying that my pressure is 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 worse than yours because i don't have to I, and this is this is completely honest i don't go to bed at night and worry about whether or not i've got a shop that i can afford to keep going and all the rates and stuff so yeah there's, there's the pressure is in a different place yes of course um, yeah so and that, that's why i kind of I, with when it comes to the imposter syndrome that that doubt that you have about doing certain things feeds itself into a wedding photographer as Oh my god am i good enough to 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 capture people's memories for yeah. life uh which it kind of funnels into this singular thing of uh, you feeling like you're you're not worthy of doing that no, it's a real thing like i don't have it anymore i did have it for a while um and uh, it's something that a lot of wedding photographers experience but one of my one of my queries about the whole thing is, is especially for people that are like starting out or, or thinking of starting out for themselves is is how would you tackle that self-doubt how do you tackle that self-doubt could you give any kind of succinct advice on on if you get that feeling is it just a case of getting on with it making sure that you don't beat yourself up too much yeah i think 
if you've got that level of self-doubt and that's how you feel, I think, I don't think just get on with it and don't beat yourself okay. up is ever too good of advice. Well, yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think if you, if you have a peer system around you, then I would, you'd probably want to try and speak to your peers. And especially yeah. if, if you're just starting out and you're learning, then hopefully there's somebody you're learning from. Yeah, you can go to them and explain the way you're feeling and see if they can calm your fears or if they can give you any direction or any constructive criticism because what you don't want to get is just straight up criticism because yes. that doesn't help anybody it can knock you right um yeah it can it can be really damaging am i still bright enough now yeah you're fine I'm just that she's just a lot for me a lot more moody though yeah yeah it's more get Batman out now look yeah the last thing you want is just to take straight up criticism or you need constructive criticism and you need those people around you to take advice from the people you trust and and the people you're learning from and mm. like I say especially if it's in that first instance I don't know like hopefully a barber would have another barber that they're learning from as an yeah. apprentice but if yeah. they don't and they're trying to be a self-taught barber then they could always try and reach out to other barbers and there are barbers out there that would welcome that and they mm. would try and help them with advice or there are groups on facebook that you can join the barbering groups and you can try and see if if there's any of the the barbers on there that help you out that's cool. um, but it's, it's actually quite it's an interesting one because there's um while i've had a lot of downtime i've started a one-year barbering course yeah um by a barber called barber josh op okay he's, he's got this online academy and everything he talks about is all the barbers becoming a community and growing together and helping each other yeah uh, there are barbers like me on there that have been barbering god knows how long and yeah. are trying to teach an old dog some new tricks and there are people that have literally just picked up a pair of livers and nice. don't have any idea of what they're doing but he said never be afraid to ask a question in the group so the community's closed community on there that you only get access to if you pay for the course yeah but there's always people on there that you can turn to and ask advice um and they will try and give constructive criticism rather than just straight up criticism if that's good if man. there's any self-doubt there then they will try and point you in the right direction rather than so it's finding the right sort of peer support group i suppose around yeah. you and it, it does exist whatever industry you're in sometimes you maybe have to put your feelers out and sometimes some groups are not going to be right for you that no, you could, you could, I can imagine you could easily come across the wrong group or the wrong person to give you. Yeah. And, and it could probably make make you feel worse, I guess. Yeah, but at the same the wrong time, direction. at the same time, I, I would 100% make sure that that isn't the reason why you don't pursue your dreams for that, if that makes sense. Oh, no, you definitely, yeah. you're always better asking for help yeah. and not getting it for the first time of asking and asking again. Yeah, finding yeah. the right place to get that help from and it, letting it not stop you in pursuing 
yeah your dreams yeah or or even just stop you from getting a little bit of help because you yeah. need a bit of help with because no one wants to feel that way so if you can find the right person to talk to to stop you feeling that way or to just help even a little bit it's it's worth talking absolutely so, man that's good advice thank you thank you for that that's that's pleasure um so yeah before we finish talk to me about your new shop what's it called what's the crack um it's called cube cuts and coffee it's at cube cuts on instagram nice um i've not really dealt with the facebook page much yet that's it exists but um i've not really done a lot with it and I've, to be honest i've not really done a lot with the instagram page just yet because i'm still trying to finish the shop ready for opening so but like i say you've seen it yeah it's amazing in, in one of its earlier guises and, yeah um, it looks, it's right getting there. there and it's it's coming together nicely but it's it's going to be on it's on a weekday cross so it's six weekday cross which is across from all bar one and yo sushi it's and also yeah the literally the is it the cross keys the, the, is that, cross that keys is it's so at the top of the bio, at the top of biard lane as you're walking as you're walking towards yo sushi you've got cross keys on the left and yeah. then you've got cubed on the right amazing so so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. It's a shame we can't actually do a launch party because no parties are allowed. Yeah, um, but we'll have to be like the Queen and have two birthdays. Absolutely, man. And have one when we are allowed. Um, yeah, and it so it'd be really nice to get everyone together. Um, well, I'm really excited to show everyone what I've been working on and and see all my customers again. Absolutely, I bet you I can't wait. Yeah, we'll start putting a few more sneak peeks out there once I can get rid of the sawdust and uh, get the place cleaned up a bit more. That's good. Uh, the working yeah, project, that... mate. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm really, really excited about it all. It's it's a really exciting project to be working on. So, I'm chuffed a bit, sweet man. Chuffed Thank bit, you. Honestly, that's wicked. Right, we'll say goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I just forgot.